coming up. You ever did that where you got, you were seeking information, you start getting it, and then something on the inside of you started turning? You ever felt that? Because the more information you got, the more fire came into your gut about it, the more excited you got because you was getting, oh, oh, yeah, you know? So David's getting this information that's meaningful, and it's actually fueling him to go ahead and lead. Hello, and thank you for joining us on One by One, the podcast ministry of Quench Life Christian Fellowship. Here's a fact. Whether you see yourself this way or not, you are a leader. Have you identified those who are watching and following you? Join us for the continuation of the message series, Evidence of a Leader, where we'll look at leadership through the lens of God's Word. Here's Pastor Robert with the final part of the message, an unexpected leader. You know, David ran when nobody was looking. He just was going to see how his brothers were doing. He was not the center of attention at all. He just was going to see how his brothers was doing. He was excited about it. <laughs> yeah. Number five, write this down. He sought meaningful information. David sought meaningful information. 1 Samuel 17, 26a says, David asked the men, the men standing near him, what will be done for the man who kills this Philistine and removes this disgrace from Israel? He asked for some real meaningful information. Uh, how many conversations you have that just ain't worth jack? It's like that was just... A worthless conversation. I mean, really, it's like it's like we was talking about nothing. You know, it's like, and you didn't seek meaningful information. It's like you're on a task and you just talking, and it ain't it ain't it ain't going nowhere. It's like it has no purpose. But David David wasn't like that. He sought to get the meaningful information. He has something to do. He said, "I need to get the information. I need to do it." Some of us just show up. He said, "I got something to do. Do no research. Do no backstory. Don't try to get no." Head just just show up. Okay, I, you know, why why are you here? Well, I'm. Well, they told me to come here. You know, not I'm here because X Y Z. You know, I'm seeking to find this out. It's funny how people will show up on job interviews. Like, did you look at? Did you <laughs> did you go to the company's website at all? Do you know anything about this company? You know, it's you know. It's just, well, they said y'all was hiring. <laughs> you know, it's. I, but David, David wanted to get information, meaningful information. Show up for that interview ready. Yeah, I understand you guys, the company's 20 years old, you know, and um, last five years you went through a little shift, got a new CEO, and you guys are looking now to improve your uh, marketing. And so I thought it was a good place for me to come. Didn't that sound good? Yeah. Sound like you know us. You're trying, you really want to be a part of us. You're not just trying to get a paycheck. David sought many for information. The opposite of that would just to be the gossip. That's, you know, just gossiping. Just, you know, conversation that mean nothing. It ain't going to do nothing for nobody. It's just, you know, gossip. David wasn't doing that. He wanted to know what's going to happen to the person who takes this dude out. He was priming his mind and his spirit to get, go to battle right now getting that meaningful information. 
You ever did that where you got, you were seeking information, you started getting it, and then something on the inside of you started turning? You ever felt that? Because the more information you got, the more fire came into your gut about it, the more excited you got because you was getting, oh, oh, yeah. You know, so David's getting this information that's meaningful and it's actually fueling him to go ahead and lead, to step out. Hey. Number six, he was purpose driven. First Samuel 26 B says, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? So David was purpose-driven. He, he says, you're talking about my God and his people. I got a problem with that <laughs> because I live for that. This is a purpose I live for. And so who is going to talk about my God and my people? I got something to say about that, something to do about that. He stood for God. He was purpose-driven. How you doing on your rankings? <laughs> Number seven, he was courageous. He was courageous. First Samuel 17, 32 says, David said to Saul, let no one lose heart on account of this Philistine. So now after getting the meaningful information and everything, David is like, okay. <laughs> David started, you know, putting on the Vaseline, if you will, you know. <laughs> you know, <laughs> y'all getting, <clears throat> getting ready for battle. He said, don't worry about it. I got this. Don't lose no heart, okay? After he found out what was happening, don't lose no heart. Uh, nobody, nobody gets scared. I'm, I, I got it. I got the courage to go and fight him. Now, understand, David wasn't even old enough to be at war. And all these men who were old enough were scared, shaking in their boots, didn't want to have nothing to do with Goliath. But not David, though. Uh -huh. He was courageous. And here's the thing we should take note of. Our enemy already knows he's defeated but he don't want us to know that he's defeated. Okay. So he's going to do things to take our courage away, but he already knows he's defeated, but he don't want to tell you. He's going to make himself look bigger and badder than he really is, like he got more power, more influence, more impact than he really has. And if we are, we stand on God and God's principles and walk in God, you know, like they say, they say when the devil tells you, when he reminds you of your past, you remind him of his future. <laughs> your future is defeat, my brother. And he knows that, but he don't want us to know that he's defeated. And it takes our courage away. Number eight, um, he was committed to the things of God. First Samuel 17, 32 goes on and says, David said to Saul, your servant will go and fight him. So now at this point, David has thought about it, sought information. He's like, it's on. I'm going. I'm going. I'm committed to go. He's so committed to go, 
He told everybody, told the king in front of everybody, I'm going. I'm going to go fighting. That's commitment. This big nine and a half foot tall giant experienced fighter, they're waiting for him. And he says, I'm going. I'm, you know, I'm going. <laughs> commitment. What number you gave yourself on that one? How committed are you to the things of God? Number nine, he trusted God. He trusted God. First Samuel 17, 37 says, the Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will deliver me from the hand of the Philistine. Saul said to David, go and the Lord be with you. So David trusted God, not blindly. He trusted God because of what God had already done. He had basis to trust God. He says, God delivered me from the, the lion and the bear before, so who was you? And we all got stories of deliverance, whatever they may be, that can give us hope. And, in, and cause us to trust God for whatever the next challenge is that's before us. I know you got something if before you right now, some kind of challenge, something before you that you, you, you got to do, you're working to do, you're preparing to do. And the message is just to remember what God has already done for you. Like David did, he delivered me here, he'll deliver me again. And that caused David to trust God. And then number 10, he knew his strength. David knew his strength. 1 Samuel 17, 45 says, David said to the Philistine, you come against me with a sword and a spear and a javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel whom you have defied. So he knew his strength was in the name of the Lord Almighty. His strength wasn't in his skill. His, 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 main, his primary strength wasn't in his skill. It was in the Lord Almighty. The same is true for us. Our strength is really in God. It's not in our bank account. Your, your strength to pay your bills is not in your bank account. I'm going to say that again. Your strength to pay your bills is really not in your bank account. Okay? It's in the Lord Almighty. Right? See, the, the, the enemy wants us to focus on that and not focus on God. But God is our, our, our source of our provisions. Your strength is not in your medicine cabinet where, where you got your aspirin and your Motrin. And, uh, all that stuff helps. Don't get me wrong. But don't fall for it, don't fall for it and think, you know, and, and bow down to your medicine cabinet. And, and you know, it's, oh, thank you, Lord, medicine. I mean, you know, no, 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 don't go there. Use it. But know that God is really 
the author of your relief. He made man to have the intellect to create these things for us and make us feel better. Give God the glory, not the medicine. So David knew what his strength was. And then 1 Samuel 17, 38, 40 says, Then Saul dressed David in his own tunic. He put a coat of armor on him and bronze helmet on his head. David fastened on his sword over the tunic and tried walking around because he was not used to them. I cannot go in these, he said to Saul, because I am not used to them. So he took them off. Pause for a moment right there. David made his mind up to go, and then Saul tried to dress him with the stuff, the equipment that David never used before. And David was wise enough as a teenager to know, nah, that's not going to work for me because I'm not used to it. So he took it off. Question. What in your life might you be using that really ain't working for you because you're not used to it? It doesn't bring out in you or get the results that you really need, but you're using it because somebody said you should. Just like Saul gave him the stuff to wear. But David was wise enough as a teenager to know that doesn't work for me. And then what did David do? Verse 40. Then he took his staff in his hand, the same staff he used while he was shepherding the sheep. <laughs> he chose five smooth stones from the stream. He said, okay, I'm used to these. Put them in his pouch. In what bag? His shepherd's bag, because that's, that's what I do. I'm a shepherd. I, I'm going to go at this the way that I've been, I have developed my skill to go at it. I'm going to put these stones in my shepherd's bag. And his sling in his hand. I'm going to take my sling with me because I'm, I'm used to that. Okay. I don't need the sphere. I don't need the javelin. I don't need the shield. I don't need this helmet. Just give me the stuff I'm used to. And he approached the Philistine. So he took. The, the, the skills that he had, he took the gifts that he had and used them to fight his battles. The question, what are, what are your gifts? What are your God-given gifts? What if God put in you, the talents and abilities he's given you, the experiences he's given you, the opportunities he's given you? Look to that for your strength when you face your challenges. You got to know where your strength is. Don't take on something that you're not used to and hoping to get the outcome you want. You got to use what you're used to. And that's what David did. And so you guys know how the story ends. David wins. Or better said, God wins through David. All right. God wins through David. God wants to win through you. But we're going to have to embrace some of these qualities in order for it to happen. So David, he, he took initiative. He was responsible. He followed instructions. He was enthusiastic. He sought meaningful information. He was purpose-driven. 
courageous, committed to the things of God, trusted God, and he knew his strength. I hope you ranked yourself. You've been listening to One by One. Here's a personal message from Pastor Robert. You may have never said yes to Jesus Christ. You know God loved you so much that he sent his son to die for your sin so that you could live with him forever. If you're ready to say yes to the love that God showed, pray this prayer. Lord God, I admit that I sinned against you. I've made some mistakes in my life. I believe that Jesus died for my sins and my mistakes and I commit my life to you. I ask that you come into my life, come into my heart, take control, transform me to reflect the character of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, I want to personally welcome you to the family of God. And I want to encourage you to connect with the church near you so that you can learn more about Jesus, grow closer to God, and to other believers. God bless you. To learn more about Quench Life Christian Fellowship, visit quenchlife.org. You can follow us on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and connect with us on LinkedIn. Also, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at quenchlifecf to receive regular words of encouragement and ministry updates. Join us next time. See, good leaders will positively influence the attitudes of those who follow him or her and those who don't. This was the case with Joseph. Joseph not only was um, leading Israel, but he was also influencing Egypt. Good leadership bleeds out to other areas, to other people. Thank you for listening.